This is a Reconstructionist Radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu. That's C-H-A-L-C-E-D-O-N dot E-D-U to download this book in PDF format or to purchase this book. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by Rusus John Rushduni. Copyright 2007, Mark R. Rushduni. Published by Calcedon Ross House Books. P.O. Box 158, Vallecito, California, 95251. All rights reserved. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by R.J. Rushduni. Chapter 18, The Two Aspects of Confession. James Philip, in his comments on Numbers 5, 5-10, called attention to the twofold emphasis on confession and restitution in that text. Confession is putting things right with God. Restitution is putting things right with one's fellows. He added, both are necessary for a wrong situation to be rectified. Confession must not be made indiscriminately. Sins committed specifically against God must be confessed to God, as indeed all sins must be. Sins committed against another person must be confessed to that person, and sins committed against a fellowship must be confessed to that group. Moreover, Philip points out, confession without restitution is not true confession. Neither confession nor repentance can be reduced to a matter of words. They are issues of faith and life and involve a changed direction and action. As applied to man, according to Alan Richardson, quote, It represents a reorientation of one's whole life and personality, which includes the adoption of a new ethical line of conduct, a forsaking of sin and a turning to righteousness. End quote. As Richardson added, only God can give men repentance and a clean heart. This is David's prayer in Psalm 51.10. See Ezekiel 36.26, Jeremiah 31.33. God converts people, and his spirit uses the law to do so. Quote, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. End quote. From Psalm 19.7. Repentance means a total reorientation of one's being, a change of heart, life and direction. Repentance leads to a confession of sin, not as a verbal exercise, but as a part of a process, along with activities whereby new ways replace the old. Confession, thus, is essentially related to action. It is for this reason that the creeds and standards of church are known as confessions, they are the premise of faith and action. Confessions of sins and confessions of faith are verbal and active, manifesting a change in word, thought and deed. The Greek word, homologeo, means to speak the same thing or to be in accord. Thus, confession, where true and faithful, means that an agreement exists between profession and life. If we confess our sins, we turn from them into and active obedience to God. If we confess Christ, we believe and obey him with all our being. True confession in this sense means not only an agreement in us between words and life, but also an agreement between us and Jesus Christ.
our Lord declares, quote, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. End quote. From Matthew ten, thirty-two to thirty-three. Valid confession thus means a congruity between words and life. From the beginning of Scripture, a pastoral questioning has been used to prompt confession. A most notable example is Joshua's comment to Achan. Quote, and Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. End quote. From Joshua 7.19 The word translated as confession can also be read as praise. Achan had sinned against God, and to confess meant to recognize the righteousness and justice of God's order. To do this means to give glory to God. Thus, in the biblical sense, to confess our sins means to recognize the validity of God's justice and order. Similarly, a confession of faith is a rejoicing in that order. When God called out to Adam in the Garden of Eden, he was giving Adam an opportunity to confess his sin. Adam chose instead to excuse his sin, as did Eve from Genesis 3, 9-13. The same questioning was directed to Cain with a like evasion, from Genesis 4, 9. The Psalms are full of general and personal confessions, both of sins and faith. Both are necessary aspects of public and private worship. Confession marked by the Day of Atonement... Confession marked the Day of Atonement because the removal of sin by atonement is not only an objective judicial act by God, but also a renewal wrought in the heart of man by His grace. Confession is basic to biblical faith. It is a radical perversion of the Scriptures to speak of regeneration without repentance and conversion. The confession of sins is the admission of facts concerning ourselves which discredit or demean us. Credit, the root of discredit, is from the word creed, from the Latin credere, to trust. To discredit ourselves by confession to God is to deny our trustworthiness and our credibility and to trust rather in the Lord God. To confess thus means to shift our trust from ourselves to God. It means we admit to discredit our sins and we affirm the total credibility of God when he speaks about us and about himself. Paul, in Romans 7.18, declares, quote, I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, my fallen human nature, dwelleth no good thing, end quote. This we confess before God concerning ourselves and we recognise with our Lord there is none good but one, that is, God, from Matthew 19.17. The good that we do is simply God's grace and spirit working in us. This is why in confession we acknowledge our sins and we also confess that God is indeed the Lord, the Almighty and All-Righteous One. We place our trust in His grace, mercy and justice. In confessing our sins as in confessing Christ, we praise God, and we now live, move, and have our being in His grace and Spirit. 
confession is indeed good for the soul. This is the end of chapter 18. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.